We stand together. Appreciate Brother Sanford. Appreciate the word he's been preaching to us. Let's give him a good Bendale welcome to this pulpit again tonight. God bless you, brother. Praise the Lord, everybody. How many would like for God to just release into this house a divine interruption? Would, would that uh, misplace you, inconvenience you? Would that offend you? Would that bend you out of shape? Give you an attitude? If God just stepped into this house tonight and started interrupting some situations that have been ongoing in your life, you spoke a word, and when you spoke it, immediately something began to stir in my spirit, and the Lord said, that's the word. Interruption. I'm going to let you be seated. I, I may get to my sermon. I may not. Obey the Holy Ghost tonight. I have come tonight for a result. That's not cliche. It's not enough just together. Go through the motions. Cross the T's. Dot the I's. Show up. Be faithful. Now that we're here. I'm ready for something bigger than me. To move into this house. I'm very small, but there's a great God in this house that's about to interrupt somebody's situation. A sickness, a despair, a discouragement, an impossibility. We're going to get some faith moving in this house. We might as well shut down and go eat if we don't get some faith working. I didn't say feeling. I didn't say emotion. That's all fine and dandy. But God operates by faith. The prerequisite of what I'm going to talk about tonight is faith. The prerequisite for signs, wonders, and miracles. A divine interruption is faith. Not my personal feelings or agenda. Or my so-called expertise, if there's any such thing. But by faith. And I feel an interruption moving into this house. For four days, death was king. For four days, death was supreme. Four days, death was a conqueror. Death was winning. But suddenly, there was a voice that invaded Death's dark domain. And a voice began to speak. Lazarus come forth. And there was an interruption. Can I tell you. If you think for one moment. That God is limited. You better think again. He can interrupt death. For four days death had bragging rights. But all of a sudden, the tables turned. I feel the Holy Ghost all over me. It's Monday night and most of you are war slap out. But that's all right. It does not diminish. It does not minimize. It does not take away or subtract what God is doing here right now. 
I'm not trying to pump and prime and hype this service. I'm telling you, God started with the evangelists. He said, I'm going to interrupt your sermon. I'm going to interrupt your plans because I want to serve notice on some people tonight that it's not too little or too late. It's not a lost cause. There's an interruption coming. And that situation that has been protractive and it has held you at bay and you have been held hostage against your will. I'm here to tell you the bragging rights are about to transition. At the end of that situation, God will reign supremely and He will rule and you will recognize and acknowledge that with God all things are really possible to those who believe. Does anybody feel just a little bit, hey, if I can step out by faith, you ought to be able to. I wanted to preach my message tonight. I think it's a good one. On this last night, leave with a in a blaze of glory. Not my glory, his glory. But God said, you just need to remind the people. You said it, I'm the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. He has not deviated. He has not lost his position. He is still omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. He's the preeminent one. He's the first, but he's the last. The beginning and the ending. He's almighty. We've heard that so much, it does not move us and motivate us and carry the weight and create the splash that it used to. But there's somebody in this house. Do you want a sermon or do you want a fresh word from the Lord? Now what I'm promoting and what I am propagating, I can't make it happen. I can't pull it off. I can't create it. I can't produce it. But I'm in covenant with a God and I'm His representative tonight. And I've come to tell you what He's thinking about you and what He's got up His sleeve, if you will, and what He's about to do in a situation that is somewhat precarious. I'm telling you in the precarious, there's a promise about to step out of that and it's going to be fulfilled in your life. He's going to give strength to the weak and He's going to give glory and victory and power to the despondent. So I'm just His voice. Peter one time said we were eyewitnesses of His message. We can only speak of those things which we have seen and heard. And I can only talk about what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing tonight in the Holy Ghost. Now I realize that I'm not preaching to everybody. Well maybe I am. But you know we need a personal revelation that we're really not as high on the perch as we think we are sometime. That we think that in our own ingenuity and our own abilities... 
in our own intellect we can take care of this and we can manage this and, and we can critique this and, and you know it'll be alright because you know I'm going to give it a little personal touch but I got news for you some of us in this house we understand that if there was ever a time that we need to lose God in our life and cause him to step into situations that we cannot rectify Anybody ready to turn God loose? Are you ready to stop limiting the Holy One of Israel? I feel an interruption. God's about to interrupt a season of sickness for somebody. Hello? I still believe in miracles. We can go through our calisthenics and, and our presentations. And, 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 and I think sometimes church has become showbiz. Entertainment. Flatter me, preacher. Mesmerize me. Entertain me. And we got guys that can do that. They're gifted within themselves. And, and they don't have to even be anointed. But uh, you, you get somebody gifted that's anointed, man, you got something on your hands. You can sit there all night and just listen and just soak it up. But I'm not here tonight. I'm not the guy. You didn't know that, but I'm telling you, yeah, you already knew that. But I want you to know, I didn't come to soak up. I've been soaking up for a long I am now ready to become a conduit. I, I want to become a channel. Freely I have received. Freely I want to give. I've come to tell somebody you need to use the power that God gave you. You need to turn to somebody and in face it. Such as I have, give I thee. I've got something to give you that'll make a difference. It'll get you out of the mully grubs. It'll cause you to hunger for things of righteousness. It'll cause you to become oblivious to where you are in the natural. And there can be a great expectation birthed in your spirit that says God is about to do what has been prophesied, what has been promised, what I've been feeling in prayer. Anybody been feeling something? I've been feeling some special things in prayer. A nearness and a closeness of God. Amen. I wasn't going to mention this, but lying in bed early last night, well, it was late last night, early this morning, whichever way you want to look at it, laying there praying, and I was not asleep, and I heard an audible voice, and it spoke one word, hospital. I've heard the audible voice before, but I've never heard the audible voice speak hospital. Come on, let's connect the dots. I'm not this smart. And now it's all making sense. Because I begin to pray, God. I, I prayed for myself, my family. I prayed for a lot of people. I started praying for this church. The hospital is in somebody's immediate future. But God says, I've come tonight to interrupt it.
I'm not trying to super spiritualize this thing. I'm telling you, we either believe this or we don't believe this. I'm ready to let God be God. He's unlimited. Amen. I said he cannot be limited. I'm ready to turn him loose and let him be to us what he is to himself. A way maker. A light in the darkness. A promise keeper. And I'm telling somebody that God wants to interrupt that hospital stay. He wants to interrupt the surgery that's going to happen. He wants to go before you and start changing your tomorrow before you ever step into that season. Uh, I'm not that good and I'm not that spiritual. But see, I'm here to do his bidding. I'm his voice. I sold out to what I wanted a long time ago. I go to every church, God, messages I want to preach, and I feel to preach, and you give them to me. But I said, God, I want to have a keen sensitivity to your spirit that if you want to make a right turn, I'm willing to do it. And that's what I'm doing tonight. And, and I'm not trying to qualify what I'm doing. You know that. And this church is comfortable and you're flexible. Amen. You give preachers a little latitude because you understand that, 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 that some preachers have a different anointing and different giftings. And I mean, you got guys that can come in here. And my son is one of them. He can preach one of the best sermons and pull out stuff. And, and I scratch my head and say, what well, not I think of that? And you got other men that come here. I can name them. Uh, great preachers. Uh, and they all have their place. Uh, and a lot of them can be used uh, and are used. Uh, but I'm here to tell you, I'm just here as an instrument. A voice. And I have come with a strong contradiction. I ought to call this tonight a message of contradictions because I have come to serve notice on your diagnosis that there's an interruption coming. The healer's coming down the avenue of that situation. And I wish somebody would lay hands on somebody. I wish somebody would say, I'm not going to have to go to the hospital. I'm not going to get cancer. I'm not going to have a nervous breakdown. I'm not going to lose my mind. I'm not going to have a struggle. I'm not going to have a heart attack. I'm not going to have a brain tumor. God, he's touching me right now. And what would have happened? God says, I don't think so. And God gets between you. And what would have happened? And he said, I'm interrupting this. Come on, walk with me. Walk with me in health and strength and energy and stamina and faith and vision. You don't have to be weak. You don't have to be sickly. You don't have to be melancholic. It shall be done. Take somebody by the hand. God is interrupting your depression. He's shutting it down. The devil's party's over. He's wrecked havoc long enough in your emotions. 
in your mind that hopelessness that despair that destructive thought that suicidal tendency that you've been battling for the last two years I'm in the Holy Ghost I've come to tell you God is going to lift it tonight he's going to produce a chemical balance some of you are battling chemical imbalances in your brain and in your body but God said I'm about to interrupt it and I'm about to bring a balance we got to wade off into the Holy Ghost tonight you can't get what you need staying in the flesh playing it safe being cautious No wonder Paul, he wrote, Oh, death, where's your sting now? Oh, grave, where's your victory now? <laughs> it's different now because Jesus is the resurrection and Jesus is the life now. Some of you need to quit. You need to stop thinking about dying. Start thinking about living. I know it's appointed unto everybody to die. And it's coming. But I'm not going to let it dominate my thoughts. You can think yourself into pity. You can think yourself worse off. You can be sick and just think about it and dwell on it and you'll get even sicker. Amen. You got to fight against it. There's something we can do as people. But honey, we got a power back in us that can take us further and take us higher and give us an extension on life and add more years. My God. Do any now I know God who can do anything, and we have great services based on that premise. We shout it, we sing it, we preach it. He can do anything. We believe that. But God who can do everything and anything doesn't always choose to. Anybody care to argue that? No, we know. Because in his sovereignty, he's God. I like what you said. He has the right to interrupt your sickness, your sorrow. I can't turn it around for you. I can't give you joy for your sorrow, but He can. I can't heal your body. I can't save your soul. I can't save your prodigal children. But I know someone who can. He has the right. Why don't you just go ahead and say, God, do what you can do. And what you will do. And what you want to do. You have the right. 
in his sovereignty. There, there, thing, there, there's some mysteries within that side that he, he chooses not to divulge, to reveal. He's God. The highest of all revelations we still see through a glass darkly. There's limited. Remind me to mention Caleb if I forget. I laid down a little while this afternoon because I haven't slept good in the last week or two. I don't have to have a lot of sleep anyway. But, but sometimes you just, well, I want to kind of get a little what we call power now. I don't need anything over 20 or 30 minutes or I feel worse. And I'm trying to give me a little power nap early this afternoon. And all of a sudden, out loud, I begin to speak. It doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. No more speculation. No more surmising. No more mysteries. We will finally see him in his fullness. We will see him as he is. When we shall see him, not them, not they, but him. That's right. The veil will be lifted. No more mysteries. Y'all believe this? No more wandering. But that day will not come until we see him as he is. The Bible says then we will know even as we are known. No more mysteries. Whew, what a day. What a day. What a day. But now, even at best, we just get a little... Here and a little there, a little sneak preview, a little snapshot, if you will. As Jeff Arnold would say, a Kodak moment. <laughs> Just to look, take a snapshot, there it is. You see a picture, but you, you don't really know the situation that was all around that when it was taken. We just get a little here and there. But man, don't we really have a good time with what we do have? See, this is just the earnest of our inheritance. Earnest money. What, about 25%? Anybody remember those days of layaway? Do they still do that? Anybody remember, heard of a TWL? A little store? You used to have one in College, Mississippi? Department stores, you go in there. Because you, What? Yeah, you don't have the money to pay for it all. So, especially Christmas, you go in, you buy toys and, and put a little bit down on it. Then next week, go back and pay a little bit more and a little bit more. What, what we are experiencing, and it's joy unspeakable, and it's an overflow. But, but honey, it, 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 gives a, it shines a fresh light on it. When you understand that even on our best day, it's just a down payment. It's just the earnest. It's about 20 to 25 percent. You could not take it all at one time. You would burst. You would short circuit. This mortal body could not contain it. Wasn't made to. 
That's why we're going to be changed from mortal to immortality. And then we will know. Then we'll be able to get it all. This is just a little bit. It's limited. But I think we're still living beneath our privilege. Why settle for less when we can have more? Why settle for little when there is much? Everywhere I read in this Bible. Not going to take a text. I'm preaching now. When you talk about, you, you see God moving and God blessing. It's never little mercy drops and fragments. It's never the minimum, the minute. It's never just crumbs. Say what you will about that Canaanite woman, Syrophoenician woman. She was a pagan. She wasn't a Jew. She wasn't a daughter of Abraham. She didn't have one covenant promise. She didn't try to disguise herself. She didn't argue with Jesus. He said, it's not right for me to give somebody like you the children's bread. But she had enough sense and a revelation to say, I'm not asking for a whole loaf or a slice. I'm not asking for the entire bakery. He said, it's not right for me to give the children's bread to dogs. Basically, Jesus was calling her an animal, a dog. And she said, true, Lord. But her mind went to her home. And she said, at my house, even the dogs get the crumbs. Hmm. She had enough faith that there was enough power to deliver her daughter in one little crumb. You know the message. But he never limits his children to crumbs. But if there's enough power in one crumb to set a lady's daughter free of the devil... Can you imagine what we have at our disposal? He offers us the entire bakery. Give us this day our daily bread. In the natural, if you don't eat, you'll get weak, you'll get sick. I want to ask you a question. Have you had your daily bread? Mm. If you haven't, it's not too late. I'm telling you. It's time to unshackle God. He's wanting to enter. Now, I know we're settling in, but while I'm preaching, God's interrupting some things. He's doing it. He can do anything. I want him to do something. Somebody say, start with me. I'll give you an example that God can defy and even violate natural law. Take the man, Caleb. He was given a promise 45 years earlier. This is your mountain, but because of a faith failure on the majority's part, they had to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. But now... Under new leadership, under Joshua, they're getting ready to enter in. And Caleb said, give me this mountain. I haven't forgot about what God promised me. He said, 45 years ago, God promised me this mountain. He was 40 years old when God made him that promise. He said, I'm now 85. 
But watch this. He said, I am just as strong now. I'm going to lose some of you. I may lose most of you. But I'm still in the safe parameters of God's word. If you think you've seen it all, honey, you better think again. I'm in the Holy Ghost. We're going to see some miracles before the trump of God sounds that we've preached about, that we've dreamed about, that we've hoped for. It's happening other places, overseas, on foreign soil, because they don't have any choice but to have faith and believe God for a miracle, or they're not going to make it. God's going to bring us to a place of dependency on Him. These signs shall follow them to believe. Greater works than these shall you do. He said, I'm just as able now. I'm just as strong now as I was. What are you saying? I'm the same man at 85 as I was at 40 physically. Uh, somebody said, yeah, right. Hello? Your mind ever write a check? Your body can't cash? I've always been athletic and like sports and played sports, you know, not organized sports, but just, just I was good at sport. I'm not bragging, but I was good at sports. I could throw a football, I could shoot, play softball. Just, and my mind tells me now. I was somewhere the other day in Illinois, and, and they said, we remember back in 99 when you were here. They said, man, we never seen anybody throw a football like you throw a football. Man, you got an arm. I said, that was back in the day. Oh, I bet you can still throw it. Well, just keep believing that. They said, man, you're 39 years old. We've never seen anybody throw a football as fast and as hard and as far as you can throw. I said, well, I've been told that. I, I was told by uh, uh, scouts in Alabama that when I was 39 years old, me and my brother-in-law was out there throwing a the football. And, and they were there scouting some players. They'd already got through, so we went out there and was just throwing the football, me and my brother-in-law. And, and guy walked over to me. He said, we're scouts from Alabama. And said, said, we got people on scholarship right now. I said, where did you play college? Didn't play. Where did you play high? Was you in the pro? No, no, no. They said, we've been watching you throw that football. I said, we, we got guys on scholarship that can't throw a ball. Like, How old are you? I said, I'm 39. They said, my, what a waste of talent. I'm just telling you what they said. I'd already, always been told I could have played. And, I, and that, that kind of you know, makes a believe. But I don't have any regrets. I had a high school coach to come to me and said, you're a fool for not playing. He said, we play guys, we play teams, and their quarterbacks are all stars and all conference. And they said, they don't have the talent. That you're a better quarterback than they are. Oh, you're missing it. You get a free ride, a scholarship. Sports is your future. I said, no, sports is. I like it, but it's not my future. I said, first of all, I'm Holy Ghost field water baptized. I'm apostolic. And I said, God's called me to preach. I know my future. I saw that guy five years later. He come to me crying. He said, I want to apologize. He said, it was very unprofessional the way I talked to you. He said, but I was being pressured to pressure you. But he said, I hear now you're evangelizing. He said, he said you made the right call. He said, what you are doing is far more important than throwing touchdowns. 
He said, thank God somebody had a conviction. I'm not tooting my horn. I'm going to tell you, every young person in here better hear this evangelist. The world will come calling. Opportunities will present itself. It doesn't matter how it looks because everything that glitters is not gold. I have never regretted the choice that I made. You got to sell out to God at a young age and stay the course. Somewhere not long ago, and I was out there throwing the football, and, and they threw it to me, and, and I threw it. They didn't know it, but I think I threw everything out of my arm. Oh, I felt the pain, but I was grinning. <laughs> See, used to, I didn't have to warm up, but when you get to my age, now I know why my dad used to, he was just in his 40s, and, and, and he quit throwing over, and he'd grab the ball and throw it like a girl. I said, I said, throw it the other way. He said, oh, it hurts too bad. Now I know how he feels. I can still throw it, but not like I used to, and I have to really warm up. Hello? I'm telling you. The mind will tell you you can still run like you used to run and do things you used to do. Hello? But Father, time's undefeated. But something supernatural happened to Caleb. Joshua was standing right there. Had he just got caught up in that moment, was exaggerating a little bit. And I think he'd have pulled his coattail and said, Now, you might ought to rephrase. No, he was not corrected. The Spirit of the Lord had come upon him. And give him a help and an ability that he was not supposed to still have at that advanced age. So don't you tell. How do you know that God won't heal you? How do you know that God won't touch your body? How do you know that God won't deliver you from high blood? Well, I've been on medication for 15 years. How do you know that in this service tonight, God is about to interrupt that high blood pressure and that sugar diabetes and that chronic joint pain and that arthritic condition? How do, I'm here to tell you, I'm ready to give God a shot. I'm ready to give God a chance. I'm ready to turn God loose and ask Him one more time. Why don't we stand to our feet? He interrupted a funeral one time. Jerry showed come on musicians. Jerry showed up. Said, My daughter, would you would you come with me, Lord? My daughter lies at the point of death. And he gets there and basically he's met outside and they're telling him it's too little, too late, she's dead. He, he, he dismisses all of those people. He goes in there and interrupts death. I'm telling you, he can feed you in a famine. <laughs> Egypt can be inundated, breaking out with all kind of curses. All kind of plagues. But in Goshen, God kept them safe. And others were dying. 
but some of them had door, blood over the door. And when that angel sees the blood, it passes on by. I'm telling you, you're a child of God that makes you different, that gives you an advantage. You need to take advantage of your birthright. I was reading the other day about an article. Some, some, some movie star just popped up, and, 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 and he, he's the guy in his asking. They said, you, you, you were born into privilege before you ever got into Hollywood and made movies and made a bunch of money and got rich. said, you were born into privilege. You were born into wealth. He said, he said, have you ever had a personal guilt trip over that? He said, some people may do, but I never have. He said, I've always enjoyed it and always took advantage of it. I wish we could hold that spirit in the Holy Ghost. Need to understand our birthright. Don't apologize. He's your father. If you ask for fish or bread, he's not going to give you a serpent or a stone. He's going to take care of you. Woo! Because of our birthright. What would come on you? God can interrupt it. Hospital. Somebody lift their hands all over this house. Say, thank you, Lord. You may never know the health episode that was about to hit you. But God headed it off. God cut it off at the pass, if you will. It was moving in your direction. That little cell lying in your body dormant, but for some reason... It's about, it was about to be activated and, and, and turn into and metastasized. And, and in just a few months, you might be fighting for your life. But God is saying tonight, if you'll ask me, He said, whether you know about it or not, He said, if you'll just say, God, heal me. He said, I can touch it. I can stop it. I can nip it in the bud. What would have been would not, will not. How's your brother doing? I saw him last night, here last night. How's he doing? Had the stroke. He's doing. But he was here last night. Celebrate the partial. Celebrate the progress. Because in our humanity, we want an overnight quick fix. We want him to snap back and be what he was before the stroke. But when I was here not long ago, he came. And we went back there and started praying. And before I knew it, it was coming out of my mouth. As you were before, so shall you be again. God's word, his promises don't have expiration dates. It's a process. It's called recovery. It's called a little here and a little there. Line upon line, precept upon precept. See, when you, when you give a personal illustration, suddenly you feel doubt move in. Because see, you see the situation. You know the situation. Preacher can preach at random about miracles and we'll, we'll, we'll tear the wall down. But you start naming things and, and pointing out people that, well, yeah, preach is good, but, you know, 
that guy's sick and, or that lady has got a this and that changed what's been preached I hadn't felt this but I feel it now and I'm not, I'm not a doctor and I'm not God I'm just telling you what I feel had it not been for the Lord it would have took him out but God stepped in and something reversed I'm telling you right now God spared him for a reason hello I say in the name of Jesus for recovery I say it again as he was before the stroke I believe he shall be again strong healthy in Jesus name Take somebody by the hand and say, come with me around the altar. We're going to give God praise for the interruption that he's got moving in my life, in your life. I don't know what it may be. I don't know what the, the threat may be, the dire. I don't know what the trial, the sickness. It may be physical, it may be financial, it, it, it may be mental, it may be emotional, it may be spiritual. But God's about to interrupt. Come on, let's turn God loose. He said, I'm just as strong now as I was then. I'm just as able now as I was then. Give me this mountain. Bless the Lord, He endures forever. Bless the Lord, He do this early I feel this they're going to start singing again I want you to go to somebody and this is in faith I want you to take them by the hand and look at them and say such as I have but preacher I'm not a preacher these signs follow the believer what I don't even know what I'm talking about I don't know what I'm asking doesn't matter I want you to release into them what God has given you Anybody here ever been healed? Anybody God ever touched your mind? Changed your mind? Changed your heart? Done a work in your life? You've got a such as I have in you. Go to somebody as they begin to sing it. Go to more than one or two or three. God's about to interrupt. God's about to release it. And when you feel something, I want you to respond to it. When you know it, I want you to respond to it. Bless the Lord, He endures forever. Bless the Lord, He endures forever. Great things, great things. He's healing the sick, raising the dead. He's telling the lame, get out of your bed. God's ever put a blessing on you, you ought to pray a blessing on somebody. 
If God's ever met a financial need in your life, you ought to speak it over somebody. God's going to bless you. God's going to meet the need. God's going to heal your body. Healing the sick, raising the dead, selling the land. If God has ever saved any of your children, you ought to speak it to somebody else. It's going to happen for you. Healing the sick, raising the dead, selling the land. Get out of your bed. Break things. Break things. He's forgiven sins. He's captain's free. Let me change. Give him liberty. Break things. Break things. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. but it gets on me. There are people in this building that's been blessed. And there are people in this building that's trending into a day of even greater blessings. There's some people in here that's going to be super well off. The Holy Ghost just spoke to me because you're a giver. You've been faithful. Freely you have received, you're freely giving. The Lord spoke this to me. Great shall be your portion. And the measure and the magnitude of some of the blessings is going to be so enormous and stupendous and great that if you're not grounded... If you're not rooted, you will topple. Something will pull you aside. Well, that's negative, preacher. No. I'm looking at folks grounded. But reinforce yourself. Recommit yourself. I'm not just talking in the present. I'm talking in the coming days, months, and years if the Lord tarries. Hello? Great portions will be yours. Amen. And if you think you've been a blessing to the kingdom of God, so far you ain't seen nothing yet. I'm in the Holy Ghost. I don't know your history and I don't, I'm not nosy and I don't peep. Ask and I don't sneak around trying to find out anything. But I, I, I dare say there's people in this building that wrote checks and paid for this and this and this and that through the years of this church. But I'm telling you, there's some people in here in the coming future that's going to write some checks that you won't believe. Because they wrote checks when it hurt. But God's going to bless them in a way that they're going to bless you in their abundance. And there's going to be so much left over, they're not even going to know that they wrote the check. Because it's not going to affect their lifestyle. 
because they have been givers and God is going to continue to bless them and the kingdom of God and his plan is going to be fulfilled. His purpose will be fulfilled. The kingdom of God is going forth. It will prosper. Amen. Well, you start talking money, I got more response than I thought. You know what? You, you know what? Some of you ought to you, you ought to say, "Well, that ain't me now." But ain't he preaching that God can do anything? Why don't you just go ahead and claim the blessings of the Lord? I think God can trust you with an overflow. If you think this church has seen its best days and it's seen some great ones, you ain't seen nothing yet what God is going to do. God's church is not on Skid Row. It's not in the alleyways. It's not bankrupt. It's not in a recession. Boy, I'm getting numbers now. There's some of you in two years' time, you will not believe how much more money you're going to be making. Ain't got notes. I went over there to quit. I'm ready to eat. In a little while. Some of them Hello? Y'all can shout about the healing part, but when you start talking money, why does the elf word, finances, cause us to get nervous? Uneasy, fidgety, self-confident. Hello? Last time I checked, I thought it was a priority. Now correct me if I'm wrong, but how many's going to work in the morning? It's a priority. How many's worked this week? How many's got bills? It's a priority. God cares about every aspect of our life and I don't have to tell you this but you know first things first seek ye first the kingdom of God and, and then all these other things the basic necessary you read it hello Abraham was wealthy Joseph Jacob go on down the line and believe it or not, there were some smart folks. Paul. Well, God can do anything. Come on, Lord, help me. Give me an intellect beyond my own. I'm just telling you, don't be intimidated and self-conscious about asking God to meet a need in your life that's financial. You're out there busting it, doing all you can do. Faithful to church, giving, sacrificing, praying, putting God first. I want you to know you're at the top of his list. I'm about to feel like Brother Moore up here now, I'm, if that's possible. 
I'm telling you right now, don't be afraid to ask God when you need something. It doesn't matter what it is. Our Heavenly Father knows what things you have need of before you ask. God bless you. If he's ever blessed you and met a need, a miracle financially, turn to somebody and say, such as God has given me, I speak it over you in Jesus' name. showed up with a girdle on with a, a rough looking man, a hairy man, and he showed up. He said, at my word, he said, at my word, there's not going to be rain for three years. And God shut up the heavens. It didn't say the Lord said to say it. He said, at my word. <laughs> I'm just telling you, when a man of God tells you something, if you'll grab a hold of it, it's your faith that'll move the mountain. You gotta believe the word of God. You gotta let something bloom. You gotta let something blossom. You gotta let something begin to grow. Come on, you gotta water the seed. One plants another water, God giveth the increase. Faith moves the mountain. Faith moves the mountain. Faith moves the mountain. I believe he blesses us with it. We can handle it. So we're just going to believe that he's going to bless us with it. I mean, all we want to do is buy some field, build some buildings, start a school. Just do a work for God. Do a work for the Lord. We're living in a world today that's full of a, full of a lot of mess. And they need somebody who's got their minds made up. Say, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. With or without the blessings, going to serve the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Appreciate the good word of God here tonight and the touch of God. Let's remember Sister Tammy. She felt uh, sick. Man had to leave. So let's remember her tonight. And God would touch her and minister to her. Praise the Lord. We know a lot of this is going on at the present time. So let's ask God to just keep the rest of us. Amen. If you sold RADA, um, they're here. And so if you want to meet me in the fellowship hall, they're boxed up ready for you. So you can just meet me over there if you want to. All right. All right, let's stand. We're just going to be dismissed in the fear of the Lord. How many's enjoyed the ministry of Brother Sanford last week? Ah, praise God. Let this get a hold of you. Let it get a hold of your mind, your spirit. Don't let the enemy take it from you.
you hold on to it. Again, let me say it's good to see all in the house of the Lord tonight. It's good to see our guests. Appreciate you being here. Let's let God work for us. If it's ever been a generation that needs to let God do the work, it's this generation. Amen. For his glory and for his purpose. God bless you. I'm just going to let you be dismissed in the fear of the Lord. God bless you.